Welcome to the Football Ramble. What a weekend. City have lost. Fulham are getting closer to safety. Rangers win the Premiership and Warnock goes to war. It's the 8th of March. I'm Jules Bree. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Peg Donaldson. I ran out of time in the intro, boys. I didn't even get to say it's Monday. <laughs> Monday, the 8th of March. Fine. It's a new week. We've got a bit of a spring in our steps. We're back in the studio. Good oh, to see your faces. I don't like it. I feel like one of those tribesmen who's been in the forest forever. Yeah. In the jungle. And you're too close. You're like, I don't understand perspective. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone's more 3D than... I'm more 3D than I've ever been, to be quite frank. We have been eating. Oh, oh, oh. I, was, I was looking at the screen a minute ago where we've got the cameras up because I can see your faces on the cameras. And I mm. thought, actually, I could actually just look at your actual... <laughs> because yeah. you are next There's to me. There's no need for a sort of Zoom call in the room. It's bizarre, <laughs> isn't it? Our teams all did poorly this weekend, yet we're this yes. happy because it feels like a fresh start, doesn't it? it I does. think there are a lot of people getting back into the offices this week. The kids have gone back to school. Does that mean that I'm allowed to swear loads because the kids aren't going to be listening while the parents Jules, are? Jules, it's International Women's Day. You can do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Congratulations, ladies. It's our day. Yeah. We have a day all for us. And, and lads, Congrats to you too, because some of you are pretty lovely. Some, 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 not a very, all. On a day like this, on the internet, <laughs> yeah. a very small subset. Yeah. <laughs> some all men are all right. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I most don't know. of most of the ramble men are lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most of them. Most of them. <laughs> that <laughs> that <laughs> Andy's a real shit. <laughs> uh, but no, it is, it is an important day, Pete. So thanks for, yeah. for bringing that up. It's important right. to recognise, especially in this industry, isn't it? Because there are women that are now paving the way for future generations, Jim. And it's not always been that way. And I feel like, especially recently, I mean, I've only been working in the industry for about five years, but I feel like so much has changed in that time. And days like this are just there to be able to celebrate and commemorate kind of the steps that we've taken to equality and respect. And it's so important that women are respected in the football industry because it's not always been that way. And I, I do feel really glad that I get to work in places where we are respected and we are treated equally, especially here at the Football Ramble. You've got me and old Mace on the mics and it's not just us as well. There are wonderful girls who work behind the scenes in the production team as well. And it's I just think it's important to, to point out that this really is a place for young girls and young women to work and feel comfortable because you can be respected and you can feel part of it. And I think that the being here as part of the Football Ramble team has allowed me to completely be myself. Mm. And that's not always been the case for women working in football. Sometimes you have been in the past treated as a bit of a token or, you know, having a girl there for the sake of it. But I feel like now we can be more of ourselves. And especially here at Football Ramble, I feel so comfortable, which is why I am a bit of a dickhead sometimes. <laughs> well, so I thanks think, for having me. Well, I, I think the way that like um, women in the media have to sort of conduct themselves, they, they find themselves, they have to be 10 times more accurate, 10 mm. times more, uh, uh, they've got to be 10 times more correct uh, with, their, with their observations. Um, and, and I want to live in a world where one day a woman could be as poor as me at broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I want to hear. Yeah. I mean, also, I think there's a, there's there's a thing where if, if a female pundit makes a mistake for yeah. whatever reason, then she, for some reason, in the minds of a lot of people, represents all the women <laughs> talking about one, sport. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously true. that's nonsense. But yeah, I mean, last few years has been a huge rise in, in the number of, of female faces that we see, and voices that we, we see in football. And, it, and it's great. It's Obviously, there's been a you know the sort of backlash you would expect from the sad 
like pathetic parts of the internet, but it's not going anywhere, and that's great. And I think days like this are really, really important in terms of you know just addressing the imbalance and 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 and, and lifting women up. So yeah, happy International Women's Day. Yes. I think we're gonna cry, Jules. That was really don't, nice. Oh, and I don't cry anything, you. as we know. Yes, congrats, ladies. Enjoy today, and lads, we love you too. Um, let's talk about the weekend's football. My God, so much happened. Mm. Let's start with the Derby City of Lost. Did anyone see that coming? What a what an impressive <laughs> win from Man United. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Because they just sort of they held them at arm's length and I, we were talking about this the other the other week um with with wolves uh, and a few other teams where they just they let city get in their heads and they mm. get scared of them and they've lost before they've even got on the pitch and man united just didn't do that and you know i i personally even kind of you know sneered at this a little bit when Solskjaer was saying the other week that you know they're not going to sort of let them run away with it and thinking like well there's not really much you can do about it but in the bit that he could do something about it, he really really did and he <laughs> set them up really really well and i think City just, I don't know, they're almost surprised that a team was will, willing to have a go at them on the counter like that, which is what you mm. expect from Man United, but they just executed it really well. And then, what, what a start, Pete. I mean, to get a penalty <laughs> in, what was it, like the first minute, it's, it's a, it's, you couldn't have dreamt of a better start. Poor, poor Martial, he had about eight of them on him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They were literally surrounding him. It was him. like that picture of Maradona after the, uh, was it a Dutch yeah. wall broke? Incredible. Wow. What, I mean, but I mean, desperate and lucky for Edison as well. What does he have to do mm. to save that? <laughs> it was so poor, but Good I mean. Penandes, eh? Oh, what are you going to do? Eh? He is, <laughs> he, I keep seeing him um, getting filmed. Uh, I keep seeing him getting filmed. Oh, you know? that sounds yeah. dodgy. You're following him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just needs a little bit Touche clan. He just needs a little bit of foundation <laughs> when he does these um, camera pieces. I love because that you he looks, know what Touche clan is. He just looks a little bit withdrawn. He looks a little bit drawn facially. I, I just wish he'd put a bit of bit of rouge in his cheeks. For those that don't know Touche, do you know what Touche clan? No, is? I don't. Are you sure you don't know what it is, Jim? What does that mean? <laughs> Jim's, Jim's tidied up his look a little bit. Uh, he must be having a bit of a help at 38. <laughs> Touche Clark is concealer for anyone who is um, unaware. Yeah. To hide the dark circles. Ah. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll order some now. Me. So when it, when it becomes a problem. My eyes are so, so withdrawn. Is I'd, I'd probably better off like painting it at the back of my head because that's where my <laughs> eyes look like they are. But um, hero of the piece, Luke Shaw. Wow, he has oh, got to be in that England seven. squad. Come on, 100%. yeah, get our chunky boy, our chunky yeah, rapping chunky boy, scaffolder. <laughs> get him in there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, He's, he because I mean. Roberto Carlos was trending on Twitter because so many Man United fans were making the joke about that, which I, I love it when that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I think he 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 certainly looked like the fullback England need at the moment because I mean, we don't want to look ahead. He could play the centre back much, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Finished the game, there, didn't he? But like a lot of the plan for England as we would have had it for last year is out the window now mm. just because this season's been so weird and we let's be honest fit, we need people who are yeah, fit, no fit who are resilient who've got a bit of chunk on them yeah, but there are people <laughs> that are meat. just like just having terrible seasons that yeah. you wouldn't have been like Trent Alexander-Arnold as an example mm. I mean like he, he just isn't I, I would have expected him to walk into that squad like at, at this point yeah, if Euros looking, was last yeah. year, you'd imagine the team Gareth Southgate would have picked would be completely different exactly. than what he's picking this time around. And I don't mean to single him out, but I think there's a few examples like mm. that where it's a bit like... Is, it, Stone, it, Stones might not have been first choice. Exactly, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, I, good I, argument. Are now. we in a situation... I hate to move on to England, but like, would we be in a situation where it is going to have to be a very pragmatic choice from, 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 uh, from, from the manager of England and, and, and Southgate's must be sort of thinking, look, most of these players are going to be absolutely rinsed. So let's yeah. just get the most resilient, high energy uh, players who, who haven't, perhaps haven't play, played that much this season. Get them in there. 
Are you talking about Jesse Lingard? Is that where this is going? <laughs> yes, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I do think it'll be a, a summer where we see a lot more squad rotation in terms of the internationals. I do, I do think mm, we're yeah. going to see a lot more players being used. Whereas before, you'd probably expect to be, if you're one of the fringe players in the England squad, maybe you'll you'll get a few minutes here or there. I think this summer mm. will be will be totally different. Luke Shaw's been sensational this season. Um, going back to the derby, I was quite surprised at how... Kevin De Bruyne didn't really seem to light up the pitch like he normally does. Didn't quite seem mm. himself. Yeah, I think there was a bit of that across the board with City, though, wasn't there? And I think obviously if he's not kind of functioning as that fulcrum in the middle, then that affects everyone else a little bit. But yeah, I think they just had an off day. They had an off day, and Man United played well, and that combination obviously ended up in in, in the result. They played um, well without De Bruyne as well, haven't they? Yeah, they have. So. They have. I mean, maybe maybe that's it. They're sort of getting used to him being back in the team a little bit. I mean, we all feel weird being in the same physical space, so maybe, maybe it's having yeah. De Bruyne back is, is similar. Hanging out but... with the De Bruyne of the ramble, Pete Donaldson. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it is amazing that Solskjaer's record against Pep, though. Um, he's the only manager who's played Pep more than three times and won more games against him. Then he's lost. What? I mean, what is this madness? <laughs> no, it's. I don't understand it. it. It just doesn't compute to me at all. Um, but you know, you, you've got. To get, it's, for some reason, it's really, it seems really hard to give Solskjaer credit because you get so much stick as well. And there's, you know, it, we know it's like everyone's. A, they're either the goat or they're a fraud. Mm. But there's no in between. Yeah, is yeah. There oh, yeah. We, we've been at home for such a long time. I think we just we we just let things get on top of us a little bit. We take things very personally. And yeah. you're either the worst thing in the world or the best thing in the world. Yeah. And Leonard Brassel was sort of saying all season, maybe he's not the worst manager in the world. Maybe he's not the best. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. There can be an in between. There's a lot of in between those yeah. two things, isn't there? Um, in the post match though, in terms of points on the table, um, Fernandez said the league is not a sprint; it's a marathon. Mm. D- does he think they can catch? It sounds like he thinks they can catch them. It does, yeah. Is it over? Yes. <laughs> but I think, you know, if you're, if you're lagging way behind in a marathon yeah. and there's not much marathon left, mm. then... If you're running out of marathon, you... if you're just at the fun bit, you're just like, oh, I'm not going to get there, am I? Never right. mind. Top four, though, is fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't call that one. United will definitely get top four now, though, surely. Won't yeah, they? you would you think, think Man United so. will. It's so tough to call the rest, though, because mm. we'll come on to Liverpool losing to Fulham later. I, I bet Marcus wishes he was here to talk about that yeah. today. Um, <laughs> but we will come on to that. But with Liverpool falling away, Chelsea doing as well as they are, and it's Chelsea Everton tonight, that's a huge battle for the top four, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. And also, Everton have got two games in hand as well over. Leicester, Man United and obviously Man City were, were, were well out in front. So um, Spurs as well, flying up the table again. Yeah. So, and Go they, on Spurs yeah. yesterday, beating Palace for What a performance from them! <laughs> this attacking football, Pete! Where's it come from under Jose? Uh, tiredness of the other team, I think. <laughs> and Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it was, it was Palace. And I think it was actually a really good game, actually. I don't think the scoreline quite reflects how good a match it was. But I mm. just think when you've got that front three starting mm. of Kane, Bale and Son, like... Oh, that's going to put the willies up anyway. Milivojevic, like, retired from Serbian international football on that day and then went and faced those three off. Off. Yeah, I mean, Bale looked fantastic he yesterday, did, didn't, he? didn't he? I mean, yeah. again, there's, there's so much extremity in football now that Bale's either finished or he's... You know, back to his best. His top like, he's just getting playing sexier well. as well. I think. Very plays. I know. Mm. It's uh, we're still obsessed with the fact that it might be hiding a ball patch, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank so, you. Yeah. you. I I climbed up there because I find it really hard to praise Spurs, as you <laughs> might imagine. But yeah, they they were they were fantastic, and he is he is looking excellent as well. But oh god, it wasn't just the wasn't just the goals, but there was a cross field ball as well at one point that was just like 
it just from from the other side of the pitch, just kind of perfectly pinged onto the feet of a, a for, mm. forget which Spurs player, but like he looks confident. It was in it was for one of his goals, wasn't he? He switched the play first, and yes. then he drove into mm. the box and scores the goal. It was an amazing. I mean, all of the goals were brilliant. I think my favourite though was Kane's from outside the box. Oh my because god! To yeah, finish I mean, like that without taking a touch. Yeah. The, the it's technique, like a golf, golf it was hit, a joke. Wasn't it? The yeah. power yeah, in it, enough. oh, so nice. Mm. Yeah, just the, the, the vision of it as well. <laughs> yeah. the, to, to 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 not just be able to execute that, but to think about it because you know he was aiming for that exact spot. Yeah. Harry Kane when he did that, and like God, yeah, wrap him in cotton wool, please, Jose. So he's fit for the Euros, and yeah. You, you, you can't use him. Oh, I don't know why you do that. But. <laughs> but this is the exact time we talked about the tiredness of, of, of the Premier League and how most players are knackered and they probably don't even want this blooming international break that's coming up pretty soon. Um, you know, it, this is the situation where you should play with the with the, with the shackles off. Hit him yeah. with Bale, Son, Kane. Like, yeah. just just go out. You will win football matches because yeah. everyone is up for making a bit of a mistake at the yeah, moment. Yeah, even if Bale only plays, like, 60-odd minutes like he like he did yesterday, yeah. it's enough, isn't it? Mm. When yeah. you start the games that well and you can... And, and I think it's mentality-wise as well. The opposition, if they think, oh, my God, they're going to start <laughs> with them three or even yeah. the four of them, you know, Mora added to that, or if it's Deli Ali, whoever it is. I mean, that is... It's an amazing front mm. three, isn't it? Yeah, it's the it's you know the envy of anyone really to have to apart have three from players Graham like Sooness. <laughs> apart from Graham Sooness, yeah, it was so angry. It was weird because yeah, he he reacted to what Bale was saying in the in the post match, wasn't he? he? Was saying like I'm thirty thirty one now, thirty two, however old it is. Um, so you know I've you know I've had to adapt certain things about my game, blah blah blah. But Sooness seemed to take that as him saying, well, you know I'm you know I'm forty now, so I'm not going to go on forever. It's like <laughs> oh, come on, Graham, relax. I know it's not your brand, but like. <laughs> You know, just enjoy it. Was he annoyed about things going on uh, north of the border, do you reckon? Because it was a very soon se performance from Gerard, wasn't it? Sort of coming into a club, yeah. like really putting a marker down, <laughs> stabbing a flag into the ground. I think that was, uh, <laughs> so I think that's what soon was probably just a bit upset about that, maybe. It just seemed really, uh, really silly because it's not Bell's fault. Bell didn't offer up the fact that he was 31. He was asked the question yeah. by the mm. reporter, so he had to give an answer. And it just, it felt like they were really trying to get something out of that answer, yeah. weren't they? They'd, he's yeah. an absolute narrative factor, isn't he, Gareth Bale? You know, so <laughs> even if he's playing really, really well, it's easy to sort of make negative stories would, about would him. Would you but... go for it? Would you pay a bit of cash to uh, to, to keep him? If I was Spurs? Mm. Yeah, 100%. If like, I think because it was easy to think there was something going on with him behind the scenes in terms of mentality because there's so much stuff just made up and speculated about Gareth Bale. Um, at the start of you know, his, his second spell at Tottenham, people may be thinking, oh, is he a busted flush? Is he, does he not trust his body? All these different theories going around. But <laughs> I clearly, don't trust my body. Trust yeah. <laughs> but like, he's had a run of games. He's got some fitness together. This is who Gareth Bale is. This is the absolute quality that he brings. Mm. And you saw that in the confidence of, of the passes that we were talking about, yeah. not just the stuff that, that led to goals. He's, he's an absolute elite player. And mm. I think it's, yeah, you, they'd be crazy not to, not to spend money on it. I suppose... Obviously, the sticking point might be wages, but that's something they have to get around. Mm. I mean, because he'll be, you know, in theory, coming on a free, right? This is yeah. last. Mm. But I imagine they'll so... have to spend a, a bit of cash. Oh, of course, but him. definitely worth it. <laughs> Do you trust your body, Pete? Every single time. It's my gusset I, I don't <laughs> trust frequently. <laughs> Um, Kane and Son, let's talk about them. Um, everyone was saying, oh, poor little Sonny, look, you've made him cry, Bale. Him and, <laughs> him and Kane, it's not the same partnership as it used to be, but they have now combined for more Premier League goals than any other partnership in Premier League history. It's amazing, isn't that it? That is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's a hell of an achievement, especially in an era where, you know, you don't kind of 
think of partnerships so They've much. still got like 11 games to go as well, so they're yeah. going to absolutely mm. smash it out of the park, this record. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. The SAS. The new SAS. <laughs> <laughs> um, Undon Bele, did you spot him when he got substituted, swaddled on the sideline in oh, a blanket? He I looks didn't see like, this. this what is was he... what, so basically, when he gets subbed, he's on the bench just behind where Kane and um, Bale were. <laughs> he had his hood up. He was freezing cold. Bless oh. him. Mask on. And he had this like beige blanket swaddled around him, like full length. It's basically what I look like pitch side at matches when I go to report because I'm the coldest person ever. I've got heated socks, heated everything, a huge blanket. I look like a little old granny on the sidelines and that is what Ndombele looked like. Oh, it's <laughs> it adorable. That, it's yeah, sweet. it is. There was that thing a little while ago where he was subbed off and he went down the tunnel and the commentary team made the point that Mourinho has said that on cold days, players can go straight to the dressing room, right. which, you know, seems like a trap, doesn't it? But still, <laughs> it's the second time. Does he just get really cold? Yeah, Sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Sweet. Um, by the way, worth pointing out, uh, Bale is contracted at Madrid until 2022. Right. Uh, so just worth clarifying that before we move on and talk about Arsenal, Jim. Yeah. Um, I think, look, a one-all draw against Burnley. It was the, the game to kick off the weekend. We, I think the Lacazette screaming is probably the highlight, isn't it? Yeah. Like everyone was taking the piss out of that for the rest What's of the day. Doing? What was that? Yeah, it's just it's embarrassing, isn't it? Like, I mean, <laughs> can we get a can we get a, 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 a rewind? Rendition. Yeah, go on. Ah! 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 <laughs> it was the third one I was waiting nice. for. There, the three. third one, just like <laughs> in case the second one hasn't got enough attention. Like, why, why? Oh, it's really. Uh, I mean, I accept that sometimes things hurt a lot more than you expect they would when they're on a football pitch because it's yeah. happening at speed and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And they've got, you know, studs or whatnot. But it's just there's no way, is there? There's just no way. <laughs> it doesn't hurt worse the third time, does it? No. It doesn't, yeah, it hurts Although less. it does when, you know, when you stub your toe, Ugh. initial impact, Doesn't painful, hurt at all, yeah. Then it gets, oh, oh, oh and then it seriously hurts yeah. after that, doesn't I'm it? I'm always banging my head. I, I was up at uh, midnight last night reversing my fridge door. Of course and, you were. Uh, because it's important. <laughs> I started cleaning the fridge. I was like, this is a not, I couldn't, I can't get into some of the trays because the wall's in the way. Right, right, I'm reversing the bloody doors. You're, you're, so you're a man that does a job proper. I, do, I, like that. <laughs> I don't even really understand this though. You're reversing the door. What do yeah. you mean? So like, instead of opening on the right-hand side, it now opens on the left-hand side, oh. which does mean that from now on, I'm just going to be going to open the right-hand side, remembering yeah. what I did at one <laughs> o'clock in the morning uh, yesterday and then opening the right side. But, um, I, I bang my head off, I stood up oh. too quick, I banged mm. the corner and I'm, yeah. my head is just marked. There's just calloused kind of lumps and bumps and <laughs> oozing sores from where I've banged my head. But when you first do it, you're like, oh, the pain is going to arrive. <laughs> and yeah. then you turn into the worst man in the world. I mean, as you might, ex- you would not be surprised to hear, I bump into things all the time mm. and stub my toe all the time. But the worst bit is it's not the pain, but it's the anger and the yeah. immediate you desire stupid for... boy! Re- no, it's I want revenge on the radiator oh, or yeah, whatever same, I've... Same. And then it's like, yeah. you have that horrible moment where it's like, well, I can kick this radiator, but it, it, <laughs> it it's unthinking. <laughs> the radiator is not conscious. It yeah. will never know. And that, for me, the futility of that yeah. makes me even more angry. Yeah, is that, is I, that I, I definitely shout at objects right. if they, if I walk into them. Do you know jellyfish don't think? So oh, right. if you get stung by a jellyfish, you can't even get revenge on it. No, they don't oh. think. Why do they just? They're not ultimately... sentient. Yeah, they, they uh. don't think at all. They have just you ever been stung around. by a jellyfish? I've not. No. You have to piss on yourself, don't you, to you get do. rid of Is the sting? Is that true yeah, though? Because I've done it and it works. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't actually. It's very hard as a woman to wee on yourself. Yeah. Um. So I had to wee into something and then pour it on. Cool. Well, does it have to be your own? Uh. 
I, I don't think I'd put anyone else's on me. So did you did you just you know, throw it up in the air? And just, yeah, yeah, shower. <laughs> <Big> shower. <laughs> um, but going back to Arsenal, then before we go down a weird road here, um, yeah, well, I mean that was um, an amazing performance from Lacazette, wasn't it? Um, but the, the the point though, Jim, it's just not good enough from Arsenal. No, is it's it? not good enough. It's I mean, it's it, Arsenal are in a weird situation at the moment because they are a they're a they're a mid table team as it's borne out by the actual table and a lot of performances and results like this. But they have a top four scalp mm. and you, you mm. get that sometimes, don't you? So every time they they draw a game or lose a game that you would think they you would think the Invincibles would have won, then it becomes <laughs> it becomes a, a bit of a crisis. And yeah. such an unfortunate moment from Granit Xhaka. And a silly one as well, because he has looked up. It's not like he's just not looked up. He's looked up, he's taken a risk and it's gone awry. Yeah. Yeah. But... It was one, funny, though. It was funny. One positive from it was he, on his Instagram um, account, he posted, um, he just posted a picture of himself looking glum and said, hold my hands up, take responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But universally, all of the po- the comments were really positive. Okay. And really like, so you've been brilliant this season. Keep because he's a white man. <laughs> but, uh, probably part of that. But that's not always been the case. Mm. And actually, it's really, really good to see that that tide has turned. So, right. I mean, obviously... To find positives, I've had to look to Granite Xhaka's Instagram, Instagram rather than the actual game itself. Granite, but... you've pissed on yourself, but at least the sting <laughs> has subsided. <laughs> yeah, but also the penalty, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. What, I'm not. I've not got my biased hat on here, right? That's a Stonewall <laughs> penalty, right? Yeah. What yeah. the what? That was that is infuriating. <laughs> I don't think you'll feel uh, you'll hear any uh, dissent from that particular uh, argument no. uh, in this room. Although Jim. Sean Dyche was saying that they should have had one. Right. Well, I don't think they should. He's like, well, we don't get penalties. Like, well, if you if you you know if you say things that aren't penalties should be penalties, then by your own standards, then you won't get penalties, will you? Uh, by the way, going back to Instagram, just because you reminded me, mm. did you see that Spurs put that photo on of Gareth Bale and Harry Kane merged into one and called it Harris Kale? Well, that's horrible. Oh, it's I don't know. Why is Head, how has Harry Kane's head got bigger? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, um, God, Son's com- going to feel left out now. Oh, oh, bless him. Cheers, Spurs. Son's crying. Um, right, coming up after the break, we'll chat Fulham. Marcus Spellers Fulham beating Liverpool. The fight to stay in the league is really on. Uh, we'll also talk Stevie G's mighty Rangers clinching the Scottish Premiership title. And Warnock goes to war. Of course he does. Which decision in particular annoys you? Where do you want to start? <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot to almost press that uh, before the break. Uh, but there we go. Um, that is Warnock going a bit mad. And we'll come on to him in just a moment. But first, let's just do our Betway 4 to score update to see how we got on this weekend. Remember, the entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot. And make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further terms and conditions do apply. All right, so game one we picked was an absolute thriller. West Brom, Newcastle. <laughs> um, Marcus actually correctly picked that there would be no goal scorer. I think Brucey was listening, putting no strikers on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Uh, Liverpool Fulham was the second game. and he picked Josh Madger, who has been decent lately, but it was Mario Lamina who nicked the ball off Salah and scored. That was very nicely done. Um, so unlucky, Andy, for picking wrong there. Uh, in the derby, Jim, you picked Mares. I he did. thought it was going to be his day. He had a 
couple of good chances, didn't he? Yeah. Wasn't him though. It was of course that early Bruno Fernandez penalty in Spurs Palace. Uh, Luke picked Harry Kane, but the result was, as we've been talking about, Gareth Bale. Uh, we'll be back with another round of Betways for to score on the preview show this Friday. Right, it's now time for this. Just even a show and football ramble.com Right now, so Peter Vish or Kate or Jules or Jim or Andy Luke All my kids can read it out Well done From Israel at Putnam, a great name. Uh, I'm totally serious when I say... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, coming off the back of uh, the Warnock uh, anger, but uh, uh, I'm totally serious when I say they sh- that they would absolutely be better off doing away with refs altogether and just letting VAR and players call their own game. Hotly contested decisions could be decided with a coin flip. It might take a season to adjust, but I guarantee everyone will be happier. <laughs> what time in the morning was that sent? I, d- <laughs> I don't actually know. But yeah, Israel, angry. Yeah, furious. Angry Israel. Imagine a game without the refs at all. None. Yeah. Just- but how, do you, how do you start it? And the, and the, <laughs> yeah. letting, blows the whistle. Yeah. Yeah. letting the players call the game. Yeah. I mean, that would work, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd love to see it experimented with, just because it'd be absolute carnage. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it'd quite work. No. I mean, to be fair, Neil Warnock probably would agree. Um, mm. We just heard uh, out of the break there, uh, a little bit of his moaning in his post-match interview after um, Middlesbrough lost to Swansea on Saturday in the 97th minute and to make things even probably feel even worse for Neil Warnock um, Middlesbrough had just equalised in injury (laughs) time as well so they thought they were going away with a point and then it was a penalty awarded some are arguing it wasn't a penalty you can kind of see where he's coming from with this and Swansea um, got a penalty in the week as well they were quite fortunate with that one another ninth that one was a 96th minute penalty last week so two games in a row Swansea (laughs) have done this now and Neil Warnock in his Neil Warnock way just he started the interview viewer teed him up and he just went Jim oh it was beautiful wasn't it it's like if you're a fan of Neil Warnock having a bit of a meltdown which if you're listening to this podcast you definitely <laughs> are then it's it's a classic of the form like do mm. do hunt it out there's a point where he goes how am I going to come on here and, and talk without getting fined and <laughs> it's like he's trying to lose as much money as possible to the point where <laughs> Brewster's even, millions even, absolutely yeah Warnock's millions <laughs> even Warnock's thousands let's be honest uh, he like he even sort of has a little bit of a cheeky kind of wink and a grin at the interview at one point, doesn't he? Like he's del- like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. He's not even hiding it. I'm a and- naughty, dirty boy, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the vocal range of Warnock as well. Oh, it's so There's good. a bit where he's talking about the about the referee, uh, you know, perhaps guessing about one of the decisions, and he goes, "And if you're not sure, you don't give it." <laughs> it is, it's so good. Uh, I love the fact that he was um, he 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 knows he's going to get an apology, and he addresses that. He says, "I'm sure I'll get an." apology now from Alan Wiley who's the referee director at PGMOL by the way he said I've had three or four in the last six weeks I've had that many apologies I don't know what to do with them <laughs> I hope he rejects this one <laughs> you can I, go fuck yourself I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of championship supporters will be very much on board with the fact that the, champ- the level of refereeing in the championship is poor mm. and it only gets a lot worse when you go they need VAR mate good like, yeah. god uh, I, love, I love as well he, he, he joked that Steve Cooper's side Swansea we're getting more penalties than other teams. I just mentioned it was two in a row. Mm. 
because his dad, Steve Cooper's dad, Keith, used to be a top flight referee. Yeah. No, <laughs> love it. Stick a couple of grand on the <laughs> fine. <laughs> now it's personal. <laughs> good. So, so good. Um, right. Keep your emails coming into us. Show at footballramble.com. We love hearing from you. If you're on Twitter, we are at Football Ramble. All right. Before we go back to the Premier League, let's just salute Stevie G, shall we? Because yeah. Rangers have done it. it. I mean, it's been coming for a long time, but to actually finally clinch the Scottish Premier title and make it 55 I mean it what an amazing fairy tale it's taken him a couple of years to get the team into this position and and to, to manage to to beat Celtic to the title but it has been so impressive their season unbeaten in the league they're, they're also unbeaten in the Europa League coming into this next mm. knockout stage against Slavia Prague this week it, their levels of consistency this season are unheard of. So although yeah. we can say, of course, Celtic have completely balls this season up and it's been an absolute shambles for them, the fact that they have been this consistent, you cannot do anything yeah. but just applaud Steven Gerrard and the team and the players for what they've done. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact they've been so consistent is what's perhaps made it difficult for Celtic in some ways as well, isn't it? If you see your rivals just not slipping up and the mm. pressure as well of this, because to stop 10 in a row, yeah. Is 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 massive, especially as this has happened to Rangers themselves in the past. Yeah. For for Celtic to have managed to do that with, you know, quadruple trebles and, and all the stuff they've done, um, would have been a nightmare for Rangers fans. But this is is mm. it's just fantastic for them. Stur- Sturgeon must condemn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. That's not unreasonable, is it? No, Given no. the sort of celebrations <laughs> in the street and stuff. Yeah, it's but, a bit of you know. a mess, wasn't did it? You, yeah. uh, did you see Stevie G's belly slide on the dressing room floor? No, I didn't. Mm. I did heard you not? About this. Yeah, so they were celebrating in the in the in the dressing room after their win on Saturday mm. because they knew that's pretty much a right. done deal. Um, and Stevie G was sliding across the floor. Uh, so people are saying we've had the slip and the slide. The slide, slip and slide. I like it. Nice, a bit naughty. An amazing achievement for Stevie G, though. Obviously, he never won the Premier League with Liverpool. Mm. So this is his. First... Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this, well, this maybe he'll do it next season when title. he's uh, managing them. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's hard to compare, isn't it, for for someone like Steven Gerrard? What what means more, winning something like when he won the Champions League with Liverpool as a player, as the captain, or mm. winning the title with Rangers? He's, he, we can't he, answer that question. But. Yeah, he, he was well backed and, and well supported, which which you don't always get north of the border. But uh, it's an incredible achievement, and yeah. uh, he should be very happy. With yes, that. congratulations, Rangers fans. Um, right, let's go on to Stevie G's former side, Liverpool. Then it's just been the complete opposite, quite frankly. The six now consecutive defeats at Anfield after going like four seasons unbeaten there. It's quite. Yeah. It's quite remarkable, really, and 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 they they just cannot seem to win. But mm. my God, do we need to give credit to Fulham? They are. I think I said this probably at the start of January. It might have even been a little bit before that in December that they are the team that have momentum out of all the teams that are in this relegation fight. And I I take that relegation fight right to Burnley. I think Burnley, Brighton, Newcastle are all in it as well as the bottom yeah. three, and even Southampton looked as though they were kind of getting dragged into. It. I think they'll be okay after winning on Saturday, but. They have the momentum and they have been playing so well. And this performance against Liverpool take nothing away from them because defensively they were outstanding, weren't they? Yeah, they're miserly at the back. Have they, have they conceded six goals or something in the, in the past, um, I think six matches or something like that anyway. But like, yeah, uh, 
like obviously we, we we said throughout the season, Parker's had to contend with a lot of new faces. Very truncated uh, season. I think he had like a month to prepare for the Premier League and and yeah. and, and bring faces in and stuff. And yeah, it, it, it was they. I I I kind of feared for them in the in the six minutes of uh, injury time at the end of the match because yeah. I was like, oh god. And it was all from Ariola's uh, uh, goal kicks. It just takes an age to kick up bloody <laughs> football. It doesn't. I'm not in. But um, yeah, I I I, I really fear for them. But but their their momentum just does not seem like like it's slowing down at all. And and, and and players like even like players like Adam Luckman, who I, I I do really really like him. Some of his decision making is poor. I think I think he he needs to ironically look look man up a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but he just if 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 he's coming into his own a, a little bit and he's becoming a little less uh, precious about keeping the ball. And Fulham are just looking better and better. And and I. I don't think there's many people who would bet against them uh, climbing out of this one. No, it's they look incredible. like the ones, don't they? As you say, Jules, they're, they're winning games narrowly, yeah. which mm. you know will make them nervous. I would think, but you know, you just, it's just about getting points on the board at this point, isn't it? And that momentum, I think, more than any other season, that's going to be important because mm. you know we can see the entire Premier League is exhausted. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the quality of football this season is a bit lower than it normally is mm. because we're seeing so many tired teams. Mm. So just using that thrust and that momentum to just keep getting these narrow victories. Thrust yeah. is such a good word, isn't it? It is, it is. especially when you say it like that. Thrust. Look, it's taking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they have that thrust, don't they? I think that, as you say, Jim, it's, it's going to be scoring goals, if anything, that's going to let them down. If they can just kind of get a little bit more consistent in terms of um, banging in the goals, I mm. think that you would pick them as as the team that are going to get out of this now and and possibly Newcastle after their draw with West Brom at the weekend could be the ones to drop in or Brighton. I mean, I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I, I, I didn't get carried away though. I remember saying on the ramble after we beat Liverpool and Spurs, I'm not, I'm not getting excited because I just know how quickly things can turn around. But the next couple of games for Brighton are massive. The next one against Southampton particularly. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be a real fight, I think, for the next the next few matches. And then there will be one team that just sort of pulls away. And I think it'll end up being two of them that mm. go right down to the wire. But Scott Parker just seems to have this ability to to instill that mentality of winning into the team. You can feel it. You can hear it in his voice, in his interviews, and in that coat that he was wearing as well. Oh, yeah. oh God, he had so many layers. It was like he was muscle man under there. <laughs> it looks like he's trying to hide a, like a stab vest or a Kevlar vest. <laughs> I'm not worried about being assassinated. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, but I, quite I warm, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, he he's, he's still. I mean, he looks great in anything. He'd look Does. fantastic in a barrel. But he, yeah, I mean, I did, don't they have like a, a Charles? Is it Tyrant? 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 The um, the 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 the, the um, shirt maker. Mm. I think they've got a sponsorship with them. Do they? And, and he sense. turns out with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> with weird lines all over it, like he's folded it in a box. Rubbish. Um, it's, it, well, it could be his lucky coat now. I mean, mm. I thought Graham Potter had a lucky coat. It was lucky for like four games and then it's just gone downhill. <laughs> just a coat then. again now. Now yeah. I see he changed to a Navy scarf at the weekend and I thought, oh, new Navy scarf, Graham, didn't work. <laughs> Mm. You've got to get your lucky items right. It's hard. You really do, don't you? Is that you? your opener in the interview? <laughs> oh, new Navy scarf. I'm not even joking. I actually said to him <laughs> off air before, oh, Graham, new coat, is it? And yeah. he was like, oh, you know, I've got to try all my different clothes on. Um, <laughs> let's talk Liverpool then. I mean, what's going on? Will they ever score at Anfield ever again? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they didn't. Um, yeah, it's they just look just a bit shell-shocked by mm. what's happening to them. Yeah. It's one of those things we see in football so, so often. And we we often kind of talk about this in a crazy game where there's there's a sort of an inevitability to it, and it f- feels like the you know the, the the actors involved can't actually 
influence it in, in mm. some way. You feel mm. like they go behind, and it's like, oh, God, this again. And Klopp even alluded to it, didn't he? He said one goal against us seems to be enough at the moment. It's like even James Milner seems to be running on empty. He was, yeah. you know, yeah. he was pretty, you know, kind of just average at the weekend, as they all were. And, you know, it gets mentioned every time, and I think it should be mentioned every time. They have been decimated by injuries. Like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of clubs are contending with that this season, but no one to the extent that they are. And it has been really, really bad. But it's like, it's a bit of a Rubik's Cube, isn't it? It's like a Rubik's Cube where certain certain squares are missing. So yeah. you can't put anything I've into never a coherent Rubik's sense. Cube. No, Peel off the stock I mean, and put the them in the right place. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because with Liverpool, their identity has always been that intensity and the way they play mm. like that and mm. they just don't seem to have it at the moment and even looking at the team selection going into the game against Fulham the fact that Jurgen Klopp made seven changes could be it, it could be suggesting that maybe the Champions League is now more important mm. they've got big game against Leipzig and although they've got nothing to play for on the league yeah, let's, let's yeah, be, let's yeah. Be and although they're 2-0 ahead in that game you all know how Champions League knockout games can work yeah. you know Leipzig could come and, and quite easily score two goals against Liverpool so could he be prioritising that or is it the fact that he felt that the players that he put on the bench needed a rest because Sadio Mane didn't start the game, which maybe looked a bit curious, although maybe he was just listening to Michael Owen's suggestions. I mean, this was a bizarre theory from Michael Owen. I don't know if you heard it. He said that Mane's purposely not trying to go to ground and win penalties because he doesn't want Mo Salah to score them and win the golden boot. Um, he even admitted to himself that it might be a little bit of a devious thought. But <laughs> what on earth was that about? It might be a little bit of a devious thought what an interesting insight into his mind like <laughs> do you think he did that when he was a player then uh, well, I, I guarantee it? he was getting up to that kind of care for yeah. the, the man is a sociopath i'd love to meet him <laughs> michael um why are you like this <laughs> why are you like this for crying out loud what a bizarre suggestion yeah I mean, there's, there's surely nothing in that at, at all well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Salah's getting his pocket picked, so yeah. <laughs> there's all kinds of subterfuge. Oh, dearie me. Well, look, I'm, I'm sure we will see Liverpool score at Anfield again. Um, let's see if it comes this season. Let's let's just a little <laughs> bit uh, touch on, on your Newcastle side then, Pete. How are you feeling? It was a bit of a strange week last week. I feel like so much was made of the Matt Ritchie Mm. argument with Steve mm. Bruce it was just blown out of proportion that kind of stuff happens all the time it does but uh that but Newcastle have looked bereft and to be honest I, I, I've said it again I, I will say this again at this point in the show I've said this all season Matt Ritchie has been uh whenever you see him on the pitch he looks like he's he, he's working harder than every other other player on the pitch and it's and you've got um Bruce apologists in the press uh, like certain John George Shelby's given at the big leagues that Bruce is the best manager in the world and stuff. Yeah, he is the best manager in the world if you want to amble around the field and not really give a shit. Yeah. It was a brilliant moment where um, I can't remember who was whipping. Um, they weren't whipping. This was uh, uh, this was uh, West Brom for Grand Loud. They were looping <laughs> balls into the into the box, and uh, and and Shelby instead of jumping to block, he just sort of slowly turned. Like the palest rotisserie chicken you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> just kind of like no one likes an anemic chicken. No. <laughs> but it was it was it was really poor, and and, and Bruce is, is in a situation where he uh, he's he's not very he's not very pragmatic, and, and he refuses to change the system that he imagine that he imagines is this really new successful system that's going to get the best out of uh, players like ASM and uh, and others, and you and Wilson and players like that. None of them are playing, mate. Yeah, put yeah. Carroll. Put let's have uh, let's have. 
Gale on the field as well. Let's just try and score some bloody big man, goals. Little man. Big man, little man. Give us Front the big man, little top, man. But yeah. it's just, you know, uh, the, the only uh, astonishingly shameful fact is that we will probably be seeing this, we'll probably see this same nil-nil played out in the championship next year. <laughs> yeah. which, you know, it was it was oh well. such a predictable goal as yeah. true, wasn't it? I, I did take the dog for a walk in the first half, checked the score at halftime and saw it was nil-nil and mm. thought, ah, oh, yeah, I didn't yep. think it was going to be anything other <laughs> yeah. than that. Um, although Shelby wasn't surprised either. He said the way they play isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I just lo- yeah. I love a player just saying that about another dead. Yeah, yeah they're not great. They're Shelby's not great, hilarious. Yeah. And you couldn't fucking beat him, could you? <laughs> could Shelby be the mole? Because oh, he doesn't care, does he? He just yeah. doesn't care. There's a lot of snitching going on at the moment, isn't there, in football? <laughs> Not it seems to me every other team is like there's some sort of you know training ground leak. Yeah, Bruce accused them all of treason. To the Geordie Nation. Yeah, very weird. It's amazing. Hey, they're waiting in worms every day. What have you done with your life? There's all sorts of weird suggestions going on at the moment. Like Sam Allardyce thinks the Premier League are trying to relegate West Brom after after they denied to let them play the game on. Uh, sorry, they wanted to play the game on Monday and it was ignored. And he and he thinks that the that the Premier League are trying to relegate yeah. them. Oh, I, I think any any broadcast and match of the day would be like, yeah, put it on Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to watch that. Yeah. I'm not cutting that in. Uh-huh. I think like it is g- genuinely part of the protocol isn't it that teams can request that their games get moved so it's not particularly outrageous him asking that and being annoyed that they have said no but saying that they're trying to relegate them I am loving the indignity of all this I don't know about you he's he's just throwing his toys out the pram at every opportunity just constantly talking about what he would have done at Everton it is something to behold from Big Sam this is the thing though is it's um it's going to be some fight it's quite entertaining isn't it that it's not over because I feel like a couple of months ago everyone was like yeah bottom three is bottom three nothing's going to change but now we really do have a bit of a fight Pete and we've got Brighton against Newcastle 20th of March look at that to rumble in the turgid relegation jungle (laughs) (laughs) lovely jubbly we beat you earlier this season yeah you did and and there's every chance that that you're going to do it again It, it there was a free kick at the weekend, um, Sheffield Wednesday, and they like it's not going well for Sheffield Wednesday. No, I think it's fair to say, and, uh, and 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 the free kick ticker just lashed it uh, into his own player's balls, <laughs> and I thought that is what the this releg this tedious relegation like sort of battle it, it feels like. Just teams sinking like stones. They they don't know where the next points are going to come from, uh, and they, and they've got quite stinking run-ins. Whereas you know I know Fulham have got Man City next. I think um, yeah. I want to say um, it, once they get past that they, they, they could they could be five points clear of the relegation by the end of the season I'm intrigued yeah. as how that game's going to go because obviously mm. Fulham are so pumped mm-hmm. up and confident now City have just had a little bit of a setback mm. and when you've been on a long run of, of even an unbeaten run or a winning run or whatever it is quite often it takes a few games to get back into the swing of things after it comes to an mm. end so Fulham might fancy this one yep. I mean obviously they'll fancy it but they might actually have a chance against them <laughs> <laughs> you'd hope they'd be up for playing yeah ah yeah. oh, boys it's been so nice to see you again and be back in this room and yeah, not have to it? be fiddling around with cushions shoving them up against my wall to make yeah. sure it doesn't echo at home <laughs> it's so much easier isn't it hiding dogs oh, I know hiding dogs <laughs> in the other room exactly tidy up my little bedroom <laughs> <laughs> that was tidying it I know right it's just, it's got too much stuff Jules oh. 
Oh, so nice to see you both. And thank you so much, everyone, for sticking with us uh, through what has, it has been tricky recording from home, but we have still really enjoyed it. And it's so good to be back in the studio. So thanks for listening as always. And if you enjoyed today's show, please do drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Uh, it'll be really nice for you to do that because that's how new listeners can find us. Um, right on tomorrow's show, both of you are back. Look mm-hmm. at that. Two yeah. days in a row. Very nice. Just any excuse to get out of the house, eh? Yeah. Jules, I, I left my laptop on my scooter this morning <laughs> and I had, go, I had to go back. I got on the train, realised I'd left my laptop just in the street. No uh, way. I went back. Still there, though. Still there. That's oh, amazing. Wow. Middle class There you go. <laughs> uh, and Kate is going to be here with you boys tomorrow. So enjoy that. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.